you can listen for understanding. That doesn't mean agreeing. That's exactly right. Make that distinction. You're just trying to understand that person and how they arrived at that. You know, give them the benefit of the doubt that they're not trying to be evil by believing that. They're trying to understand their world. The Shepherd in the Shrink podcast can only happen with your support. Please go to patreon.com, search for the Shepherd in the Shrink podcast and find all kinds of cool stuff that we have in store for you. You can build the heart of a lion with a strong mind and spirit because a lion's natural state is one of safety through courage, strength, and power. Hi, I'm the shepherd and pastor, Dr. Matt Hook. And I'm the shrink, Dr. Marty Fletcher. This is the show where theology meets psychology or mental health meets spirituality. Welcome to the Shepherd and the Shrink podcast. Marty, I wanted to have a conversation about conversations. Let's have a conversation about conversation and a conversation about a conversation about conversation. Exactly. You know, I remember the first time I got home from work and I was a little bit late and this was early in our marriage. And Lee said, honey, I've got a problem. And then she said, and I don't want you to fix it. Of course, as a guy, my first thought is then why are you telling me? Which goes to another conversation that is, I think men generally communicate for information. Women communicate for relationship. That's true to my experience. Yeah. I'll tell Kathy, I'll say, look, just tell me what I need to know. Right. I don't need the setup. And she doesn't really like that because she wants to build the relationship, not just tell you what you need to know. Well, Lord, I married you. <laughs> we got a relationship. Just give me the facts, ma'am. <laughs> I love it. This is going to be a fun yeah. episode. But of course, her problem and that she was frustrated with her problem was guess who me, mm-hmm. you know, and the fact that I was late and it led to me being defensive and me saying, well, why don't you want me to fix this problem? And of course, then I'm thinking of all the, a few things, the one or two things I was frustrated with her about at the same time. And it all just kind of messed up this conversation. We got much better at it. And as a matter of fact, I often say coffee saved my marriage. How so? Meaning on Wednesdays, I went into the office a little bit later after the kids got off to school and we would sit and drink coffee. And we could look out the yeah. window. We could talk about stuff. Yeah. And uh, I have to say, when it comes to conversations, for a long time, she would say, honey, let's talk. And I'd be in some other area of the house. I'd be doing something else. I'd put it all away. And I'd come and sit down and say, okay, what do you want to talk about? And then she would say, just forget it. I'm like, wait, what? I put all this stuff away. I came over. I f- found you. And this is kind of in a marital relationship, obviously. But she like you said, just tell me what you want me to do or to say. She said, honey, when I say let's talk, then I want you to say, do you want me to put the kettle on for a cup of tea or a cup of coffee? There's something about it. So then she's like, ah, he gets it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It wants to be heard. Yeah. And so there's conversations, but there's also conversations where you have to maybe have a confrontation or there's a problem that you want to address. And sometimes you have to be clear that it's a problem. And so what I wanted to do is look spiritually at how we can do this and psychologically at how we can get better at this. Excellent. Yeah, let's let's do that. And I'll offer some tips too on how to um, have better conversations. Right, right. And it doesn't mean we always get it right. Right. (laughs) 
Henry Cloud, who's one of the authors of the book Boundaries, talks about how important it is to be clear about what's yours and what is not yours, what's yours and what's the other person's. As you sit down, like Lee sitting down and saying, I have a problem and I don't want you to solve it. So in some ways, I had to be clear that what that she's the one with the problem. I'm not the one with the problem yet. <laughs> unless I get this one solved. Unless yes. I don't get this one solved. But the idea of, of when that early experience for me, early in my marriage, I realized how many log jams were coming. Now, Lee did it right. She was very clear about the problem. She had a problem in that I said I would be home at 5.30 and I didn't get home till six and she had dinner waiting. And she did it really well. I don't do it that well because I'm not as clear as she is about the problem. And I've had things at work where I really, something came up and I really needed to talk to an employee. And the problem is rather than talk about the one incident that just recently occurred, I talk about what I perceive as their attitude that led to the one incident. I'm not clear about the action and the reaction and the response of that one thing. And what ends up happening is you get all this background and all of these old offenses that I have. So I have a funny dialogue. I say this, Sharon, I want to talk about a problem in our relationship. And then Sharon says, well, what about the things you do? And I say, like what? And then she says, you never call when you're going to be late. You work too much on the weekends. You don't spend enough time with the kids. You don't help around the house. And this little script illustrates a common problem in having this talk. And it's the inability to stay on track, the inability to stay on task. A good confrontation, and this is from Henry Cloud, has a specific and a clear focus. It can be reduced to one or both of two things. You want the other person to start doing something or you want them to stop doing something. If it all goes well, each of you understands the other's view and feelings, which we got to own. And you agree on how things might change. This is how the conversation could go. I say, Sharon, I'd like to talk about a problem in our relationship. And she says, well, what about all the things you do? A better way to handle it would be to say, I know I do things that irritate you, but I want to focus on my concern right now. And then she says, sure, it's all about you always. Then I need to say, I'll be glad to talk later about what you want to talk about. But for now, I want to talk about how we can stay within our budget or whatever the issue is. And so how can we begin conversations with the, our loved ones, let alone with the greater population? What is this making you think about? What's making me think about is um, listening with the intent to understand, um, giving enough grace to another person and, and being truly curious uh, about getting, getting past our own ego, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you just bruised my ego. You just, you're going to say something about me. Well, what about you? You're no better. Okay. Now the focus is inward. And this is true too, you know, in the political discussions, which, you know, maybe we need to go back to, you know, polite company, you know, you don't mention mm -hmm. politics and, uh, and be careful about how you talk about religion because those are touchy subjects. But look, let's, let, let's assume that um, the person who is speaking isn't evil, right? They're just a part of my community as everyone else. And I'm going to try to understand why I disagree with them because clearly we disagree on something. Okay. But rather than condemning the person immediately, let's, let's find out why, why, why do you think that? 
you know, and, and dropping those assumptions, mm-hmm. you know, listening is, is tough. It's a skill. You know, the Bible says, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Mm-hmm. The problem is I have to put a boundary. I have to set up a wall against everything I really want to say. There yeah. it takes a lot of self-discipline not to just spew. Yeah. Look, look, it's not a passive. Listening is not a, a passive activity if you're doing it the way we're talking about it. Understanding what the other person means, right? What, what I'm seeing right now is that people assume that they know what you think. So if you think this about that, then you think this about all these other things, you know, so polarized right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What has served me well is to realize oftentimes when I sit down, especially with people close to me, they don't need to know what I think about everything. They need to know how much I care about them. Yeah. And that means I'm interested in what they have to say, even if they don't say it exactly correctly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a certain arrogance that we need to be aware of, right? That um, I know everything. And if you don't agree with me and my um, take on this topic or my worldview, then you're uh, a dummy or something, you know, because I know everything. I'm satisfied. My mind cannot be changed. (laughs) I'm satisfied that I've got the truth. Right. Which sometimes is true. And you do. But it doesn't mean you can't be with somebody like that. Yeah. I mean, there's truth. And sometimes we can hit that target. But in the scientific method, and I think that being a nice person method, we believe things provisionally. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, I'm 50, going to be 54 years old next next month. I have been wrong. And I remember the times I was wrong. And I've been wrong and think, surely I'm right. Okay, so it takes a little bit of humility to say, okay, this is what I know now, but I'm going to value you enough as an intelligent person, well-meaning person too, that maybe I'm missing something. There's a, just a slight chance that maybe I don't know everything and you might teach me something and I can be wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that helped, and this is a friend from years and years and years ago said, every person I meet, they have something to teach me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that kind of really impacted how I, had conversations with people and looked into what is it that I can learn. And I don't go into it like scientifically, just I enjoy people generally, you know, and realize every single person has something to teach me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's, that's the attitude. I think the problem is when I'm already frustrated with somebody that I know, like my Mm -hmm. kids or my wife or somebody that's a challenge around here at the church or something like that. Yeah. I understand that. So here's what happens when we listen. Most people want to be kind and good, right? It's just difficult sometimes. Okay. But when we put people together, like the other, the notion of the other, oh, you're in that camp. Therefore, everyone in that camp, blah, 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 blah. You got a list of grievances against them. When you do put people together in proximity, they tend to like each other more. Right. There was a show on um, Netflix where Sarah Silverman was out talking to, you know, Trumpsters. Mm-hmm. And um, she found that when she got past the stereotypes that she kind of liked these people. You know, that's what we need more of. But you'll have to listen in order to do that and not demonize the other person. And that's in, in even family relationships and you know, friendships. It's not always politics. That's just what's hot right now. Right. Right. How many people come to see you? for treatment who have good skills in conversation 
and listening? Or is that something that you help people to achieve? Or is that something different psychologically? Um, well, I mean, communication is key because we speak our thoughts and our feelings. So um, absolutely, some people have uh, trouble uh, with that and, and we address it. But on the other side is also speaking, not just listening, but speaking. So a lot of people, especially if they have depression or have a history of abuse and neglect, um, they don't speak up. They have trouble with being assertive, mm-hmm. right? So that's where that truth and love thing comes in. You know what I mean? That, that, that sp- speak the truth. Don't speak the awful truth, but speak the truth gently and kindly. And then you got a shot at someone because there is the backfire effect, which means um, if, if I have um, uh, some information or video that I think is going to persuade you to completely change your worldview or your mind or your political idea, what, even if it is a video and even if it is like a government statistic, it's not going to work mm. if we're not kind. Right. If we're not listening, what I'm seeing lately is that people, me included, I have to preface something. If it doesn't go along with the narrative, a popular narrative out there on either side, I, I have to say, look, you know, I, let them know I'm trying to be a good guy here. So it's nothing like that. And I've never had to do that before. This is a recent thing um, because people don't. They, they jump to a, a quick conclusion. Oh, if you believe that about, let's say, the vaccine, which is, you know, we could all have a good conversation about that because we're investigating it scientifically, but because that's been politicized, you have to really say, look, I believe vaccines work and then, then express a concern. Let's say that's just an example. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. So we've, the trust is so broken down right now. Yeah. Yeah. What percentage of your conversations, let alone if there's an issue that needs to be confronted or discussed happen in person versus over the phone versus texting versus online. What do you mean um, in terms of people like, I know? Can you have conversations not face-to-face or over the phone? You can communicate, but dialogue requires more of us. Dia means through the logos, right? If we're going to arrive at some, look, when you and I have conversations, why we want to do this podcast, because they were really good. Because we both believe that the other, or together, we'll go someplace we haven't been before, right? Your understanding and my understanding and my misunderstandings and yours, you know, because there's such faith there and respect, we have both been changed by the, the dialogue, right? And I didn't necessarily adopt your ideas or your mind. We arrived someplace together through the logos, right? That's really cool. Yeah. That's the spirit of, 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 of conversation, good conversation, if it's going to be a dialogue. Mm-hmm. And also, look, Matt, if you can improve me in some way, I'll thank you for that. I don't, gonna, not going to get mad at you. If I'm wrong about something and you catch it, I mean, that, that's all upside for me. And unless, unless I am overly arrogant, which I have absolutely been, uh, <laughs> uh, especially in the past. Oh, I can't remember any incident of that. It's, I've gotten better, but, you know, it still wants to come, come out, you know. But I will ask you, though, like, am I missing something? Because I would do, I want to get better. I mean, does that make sense? Am I, it's a know, great I'll question. Something? To, if I enter a conversation, that's humility. Yeah. To be able to say, you have something to teach me. What am I missing? You know, and to have it, when it comes to conversations, can you have a safe conversation with the people around you? How can you build safe, you know what I mean by safety, so they don't bite your head off or yeah. storm out? Mm-hmm. For people who are listening 
who don't know if they have people that they can have safe conversations with, what do you tell them? Well, you know, this gonna the devil's in the details, right? So it'll depend on the nature of the relationship, right? If it's an abusive relationship, I'm like, don't waste your breath. You either have to um, reduce how much contact you have, or in some cases, for now, no contact. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause some people, cause remember you, there has to be good faith on both sides. Yeah. Otherwise it's manipulation. So if somebody's just there to manipulate or argue or score points on you, then what's the point? Yeah. You know? Yeah. The idea really does go back to that boundaries idea. There's things in my life that are mine and there's things in my wife's life that are hers. There's things in my life that are mine. There's things in your life that are yours. And if I'm manipulating you, I'm still trying to control what God has put you in charge of. And God has not put me in charge of it, but I try to control you. Yes. Yeah. And, and there's kind of two ways. I think that this goes within conversations. There's aggressive control. I'm just going to do this for you. I'm going to tell you what to think. I'm going to choose this for you when you're supposed to choose it for yourself. Yes. Then there's manipulative, which is I'm not coming directly at you, but I'm still getting my way and yeah. manipulating the situation or the conversation. Yeah, so stealth that, mode. Yeah, that I get my way in yes. whatever it yeah. is that I want, yeah. regardless of anything that you could say to me. Yeah, yeah, it's like um, you've tried to play with someone before when you were a kid, right? And um, they just they don't care what you want to do. We're gonna do this. We're gonna yeah. do this. How, you know how does that how does that end? Not very well. Right. Or you becomes, do it, but then you don't hang out with them. Anymore. That's what I'm talking about. So, I mean, the, the upside of doing that, you know, and a lot of it comes down to the narcissism that we've been talking about. And people are fascinated by the topic of narcissism, too. Every time I do a radio show on that or we've done a podcast on that, it gets a lot of interest in it mm-hmm. because um, the culture, every time we measure it, it grows. Right. And so narcissism is this. I'm at the center right? You're not, I'm above you in ways. And so our epistemology can be narcissistic too. So what's epistemology? It's like, how do I know what I know? Mm-hmm. Okay. And people more and more, because they feel like it's true, which is a narcissistic epistemology, or they think it is, then it must be, it couldn't possibly be another view of it because I think so. I think so. Yeah. I feel this is true. Or there's a authoritarian epistemology, which is, um, well, I heard it on uh, MSNBC or I heard it on Fox News. Therefore, it must be true. But they haven't examined their epistemology. Who said it? What evidence do they have? Right. And and when emotions get in the mix, that's when this really happens. I'm outraged. Okay, I saw a edited piece of footage and I am outraged now. So it must be true because it feels true. It wouldn't feel I wouldn't be this angry if it wasn't true. Well, and then that's where humility comes in a little bit. You know, I can be deceived. I can be lied to. Um, That person could be wrong too, you know? Right. You know? Right. And then if it comes to having a conversation with somebody, whether it's about your daily life or whether it's about what's going on in the world, how much do I take ownership of where I'm coming from or what I heard? Yeah. Hey, Marty, how many times in a day, in a week, do you end up realizing, gosh, I've got to confront this and you either do it or you don't four times. a week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, look, I, I, I do listen. This is why we need other people. Like I see a therapist. I don't, I'm not symptomatic or anything like that, but I want to, or I talk to you and I'll, I'll I'll find what, like, I, I don't, I've learned, I've been wrong enough to know that, um, this is what I know right now. 
but I also think it's a win for me to change my mind. You know, I just think it is because I've learned some, I've taken my knowledge further on that. So I, but I, I used to be completely different because I was very defensive, you know, very, um, just the way I was treated growing up and things like that. I was very self-conscious. So if someone disagreed or didn't value, I would, you know, want to fight and try to protect that stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's a hard way of going. And also remember in therapy, I'm doing this all the time, right? I'm, I'm doing it all the time. My, my patients teach me all kinds of things. To me, a good conversation is a discovery because reality is complicated, folks. It's not like simple, right? It's Things aren't obvious. Truth isn't always obvious to us. And we do need other people with us, but we also need to be humble, you know, uh, especially when it comes to things like media and things like that. And, um, you know, what I found is um, the way the best patterns of reality, because reality is out there and and we have a hard time grasping reality. The gospel is is the way to do that. If you can do what he says, right, if you can do it and be like him, um, you will arrive at truth. Yeah. Right. Or closer to the truth, let's say not the ultimate truth. That's God. Right. You no one can see that. But um, but it's not coming from a place of arrogance or activism even. And I'm not saying activism is wrong because it's had wonderful accomplishments. But the spirit of activism where you don't demonize the other person, because think of look, if, if you're wrong and I'm right, I've really put myself above you, haven't I? Hmm. You know, and if I want to be right, no matter what. Yeah. I've heard it said people get married and they get divorced for the same thing. What is it that we really want? And why do we approach people in conversations in order to be happy, in order to be right, in order to reaffirm what we think about ourselves or what we think? Mm -hmm. And it goes back to narcissism, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And egocentrism. I'm not talking about the full-blown, you know, cluster B diagnosis. I'm just saying narcissistic behavior. Self-centeredness. Because it's child. Yeah, self-centeredness is what it is. So one good technique that I like is this. Um, It requires a little effort, but it's worth it. Is um, I will steal man. If we have a disagreement, I will steal man your argument. Okay, you know what a straw man argument is? Yeah. Where I just kind of take your words and twist them. So I've got an easy argument. I just, you know, just disassemble the straw man, take him apart, right? Steel manning is this. Even if I, especially if I disagree with you on something, I'm going to listen intently and try to feedback to you the strongest argument I can make from your position. Very generous act, right? Um, and, and, and then I will go and try to dispute it. But I'm going to be gracious enough to um, try to give the best example of your argument and check out if, 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 so, so what you're saying, Matt is, you know, XXX, whatever, ABC. Okay. And then, but I'm going to be sincere about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a great technique and it's generous. To, to be clear, it really honors the other person in conversation, which we're talking about. Oh, to say, okay, let me understand you. Maybe that's not the best way to say it. I like that though. What's wrong with that? What I hear you saying is yes. where you kind of repeat back what it is you hear. In its best form. Yep. So what you're saying is, okay, but but look, in order to do that, we have to put people above ideology, right? Make them first, because when we get off uh, in life, it's off the path is when our loves are disordered, mm-hmm. right? I forget who said that, I, but that's what it is. Like where the hierarchy, the most important thing isn't you anymore, it's this political movement, let's say, or something like that, or a sports team. I don't care. Maybe it's that, you know, you're going to argue about that. Yeah. Right. But, but put the person above ideology and things go better. And, and, and that's more in alignment with the way. 
Right. You know? Right. Love people. Love one another. Yes. Yeah. Be humble. Mm-hmm. It's hard when you disagree with somebody and you both know that, for example, like with Christians, that you both love God, but somebody's wrong. Yeah, but here's what I think sometimes. I wouldn't say it, but I think it. Why do I care what you think? You don't care what I think. <laughs> what you get to think your own thoughts. I mean, you and your thoughts are actually private. I don't have any, I'm not entitled to your thoughts or or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Don't do you feel like saying that sometimes? Like, why do you care what I think? I don't care what you think. Ah. You can think what you want. You know what I mean? You know, you don't have to think like me. Yeah. And you know, that's kind of one of the lies we're being fed. Uh-huh. And with our cancel culture today, uh-huh. we assume because people think one thing they must assume every plank of whatever political platform yes. tends to think that way. And, and they don't chances are. No. And it's so sad too, because I just talked to some friends and they told me that it's like junior high because they are politically different than the others. They're, they're on the outs. They don't, they're not getting invited places. Now that's dangerous. It's very dangerous. And I've seen that in families even, or on the dating sites, if you voted for, Trump or Biden, whichever one, don't respond. That's so intolerant. Mm -hmm. I've had people kind of back away from our congregation because I mentioned George Floyd and because I didn't mention George Floyd enough. Mm -hmm. I've had people leave for the same reason. I know it doesn't, but we didn't bring, so some people left. Or we brought it up, but we didn't bring it up enough. So other people left. Or you didn't bring it up the way they wanted you to bring it up, maybe, you know? Yeah. 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 And so you and I, um, no one's going to like us because I want a strong left and a strong right. I think that we should all unify and ask for a higher caliber of leadership. But, and a strong you know, middle. Right. That means that uh, I don't agree with either side, which uh, now everybody's mad. Yeah. They knew what yeah. I thought, you know? <laughs> you know, one way that's helped me to view people and to view situations two tips. One is we put everybody on one big fat line when we have political conversations or conversations where I say, I've got a problem and I, I need you to listen to it. Like Lee said to me. And the fact is there's a thousand lines all going Mm. different directions, a thousand vectors. And on the issue of abortion, you're to the left of me, you're to the right of me on the issue of environmentalism, you're to the left of me, you're to the right of me, but we're not all you're not going to be all to the left of me on all these issues. And they go, it's like a three-dimensional thing. And we as human beings are three-dimensional people. Yes. The problem is, is that our society and we ourselves in our own brains take everybody with all a thousand different issues and thoughts about them. And it's, it's like one of those old molecule diagrams that hung from the ceiling in elementary school. Yeah. We take this beautiful model of the solar system or whatever it is, and we squash it down into one fat line. Yes. And say, oh, you're a closed-minded conservative. Oh, you're a flaming liberal. You know, and, yes. and we lump everybody on one line when the fact is there's not one line. There's yes. a thousand. Okay. So that's a great point, Matt, because here's what's happening. When people from the advertising industry got involved in politics, they study us. They know what, how we are, how we think, our tendencies. And so what happens is this. Reality is complicated, right? There's a bunch of stuff going on, right? At the same time, like schizophrenics can't filter that out. That's the problem. And it's very disorienting, confusing. But they know that in order to understand quickly, we're going to generalize, which means we're going to overgeneralize. And then they take advantage of that with their statements. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. 
so so now it's binary thinking which leads to anxiety and anger right which is um all or nothing thinking mm-hmm. right if you um have this position on let's say abortion therefore all of those positions on that side are there where i like to think of it like that like because I, I had in this conversation they said these people were you know what, what they call you know pro-choice mm-hmm. and they couldn't understand the people who uh, were on the opposite side. And I said, well, just, just think about it for a second. If you truly, truly believe that first thing that that would be a murder, you would do everything you could to stop that. Now you don't have to agree with the person because mm-hmm. maybe you think it's not murder, but, but at least let's try to understand the person. Wouldn't yeah. you think that that would be the most important thing in their life if, if they believe that, which apparently that they do mm-hmm. now, how has anyone suffered from that conversation? Tolerance, how, how, you know, they don't have any political power. Geez, they're not going to like enact a law by themselves or anything like that. We're going to be in the same situation, but we haven't damaged the relationship. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's another question when somebody's frustrating me before I go after them or before I try to address the one issue. And I've realized I might have some challenges of somebody and something they said or did the behavior. I think the big thing is to talk about behavior in a specific situation. Don't say, well, this is a pattern for you. You know, you can say there's the first example we opened with honey in the last couple of weeks, there's been three times that you said you're going to be home and you're late rather than you're always so late. You always put us down. You never put me as a priority, whatever it might be. Yes. My wife was so wise to say, honey, I, I have a problem. Not Mm -hmm. you're such a blah, 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 blah. I have a problem and I don't want you to fix it. I just want you to listen. And I thought that was, that was so freeing. First of all, that she wasn't dumping it all on my lap for me to say, you have to fix this by now or I'm gone kind of a thing. She didn't let it get to that point. Yeah. What she wanted was um, to be understood. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I want you to know how that affects me. So, So just listen. Right. So not only did I have to set aside my defensiveness, I'm not always late. Don't you know, I'm, I'm in ministry. That's important. People need me, blah, 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 blah. blah. I had to set that aside because those were my first excuses. Uh And then I had to set aside also the idea of, well, I won't take any phone calls past 445 so that I can leave on the clock at five. And, you know, I thought of a whole bunch of stuff and I had to set those aside in order to listen to the emotions as she was expressing Mm -hmm. them and not be defensive about them. And and the fact that she said, this is in my yard, this is my boundary. And she kept it to this one thing. And it was such an act of love for her. Yeah. Toward me. Yeah. We don't think of it like that. Was there any progress? Were you late less often? I was late less often. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Mm Mm-hmm. What I would want for people to do is, is to start practicing. How do you practice this? Yeah. What would be some steps if I were to come into to you and say, listen, I have this huge challenge with communicating. Yeah. Yeah. So a few things that I, I've thought of. Uh, so f- first of all, and this is good in other areas, not just communication. It makes you feel good. You're happier if you do this, but you gotta be humble, right? Um, nobody has the truth. 
Okay. We get closer to the truth, right? But you be humble and certainly you don't have it. So just because you feel like something's true doesn't mean it's true. Just because you think right now, you know, remember provisionally you think this, like given the facts I have, because let's politics, for instance, I'm not given a daily briefing, you know, I don't have any inside information on this stuff. I've just chosen the authority I'm going to believe maybe. So, so be humble and, and see it as a victory. If someone teaches you something, ask about your epistemology. How do I know this is true? And find out, is it just a newspaper article that somebody with a journalism degree or a communication degree wrote? I mean, why do you, you know, you look at your sources, that steel man in the argument, that really works a lot because that's effort that you're focusing on the other. So you won't be self-conscious when you do it. So you're less prone to anger if you're really trying to understand. Listening, listening with the primary purpose of understanding that person. Don't think badly of them, right? They believe it for, for good reasons, let's assume, okay? You can listen for understanding. That doesn't mean agreeing. That's exactly right. Make that distinction. You're just trying to understand that person and how they arrived at that. You know, give them the benefit of the doubt that they're not trying to be evil by believing that. They're trying to understand their world. And the idea is that belongs to them. You, just yes. as they tell you it does not mean you have to yes. internalize it. Yes. Part of that. Yeah. Um, I would say also seek to have your mind changed. You don't know everything. So seek to have your mind changed. Like you could, you could teach me something. At least have that attitude. Maybe they don't, but at least you've listened to them kindly. You can teach me something and we could have a good interaction, even if we don't see things the same. Yeah. Yeah. Because the most important thing about you isn't um, your beliefs. The most important thing about you is that you're you, right? And that we have a relationship. And, and I'm going to put that above these other things. Mm -hmm. Tolerance is what we're talking about. I'm seeing so much intolerance in the name of tolerance. It's just mind blowing that it isn't obvious. Um, the other thing is what Lee did was she spoke from her subjective. That really helps a lot because mm. as soon as we hear you, we're on our heels. Yeah. Oftentimes. So to, to say, look, look, I have an issue, not you have the issue. I have the issue, which is more accurate anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause some yeah. people it wouldn't bother at all. Like you're late and they go, Oh cool. My husband's a pastor and look at what a nice guy is or something. Right. There are a variety Everybody of Everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> right. But if you have a problem with it, it is your problem in speaking from the subjective. Those are great starts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other thing that that has occurred to me, and, and I've been getting some leadership coaching from some amazing people mm -hmm. within our congregation. Mm -hmm. And as clearly as I think I see something and I want to talk to somebody, and I'm the boss, I can talk to them. I also want to preserve integrity. I want to preserve the relationship. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's maybe sometimes why we don't confront somebody on something that we need to talk about. Yes. When I've yeah. got a problem. I just stuff it down in because I don't want to go through the awkwardness. Yeah. I don't want to go through the, the emotional energy. I don't want to go through, Oh, what if it turns ugly? You know, yes. if you're mad at them because of something that they're doing, you don't want to help them out anyway. Yes. I understand. I have to lay all that aside to have a good conversation with somebody about something that's a problem for me. And the behavior and the situation stick to one situation and the behavior. What happened? What did yes. that person say that you yes. have a problem with? Yeah. Don't overgeneralize. Right? Yeah. Don't, don't interpret it. Just take it at face. And in Proverbs, as a wise man seeks counsel. So do you want to be wise? Then, then I need to be wise. To of course. Better more than I am. Do. Yeah. Too. Yeah. The other thing is this scripture, and it's from James chapter one, verse 19 
my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For your anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that, which is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. And don't merely listen to the word. So to deceive yourselves, do what it says. He mentions humility. Yeah. 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 If anyone who listens to the word, but does not do what it says, it's like a man who, who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forget what he looks like. We have all this and you, we listen to podcasts and we might read stuff or see quotes but if I'm not living it out in my conversations and yes. let's face it for a lot of us, it's a big temptation to not talk and mm -hmm. to not even attempt a relationship. That's kind of a good barometer of where we are in our relationships. Do I reach out? Yes. Do I want to enter into a conversation? Yeah. Do I trust this person enough? Kind of interesting. Okay. That's what I got, Matt. I love you it. More? I'm good to go. I just okay. need to put it into practice. Well, well, it's an ongoing thing that we never arrived there, like under stress and things like that. We're not going to be quite as good and whatever, but at, at least if we set it as a target, we're more likely to hit it. Mm -hmm. I want to become this way. I want to be this kind of a listener. I want to be this kind of a person. Yeah. And that idea of putting a fence or a, a wall around the, so the emotions don't take over and putting a boundary around that, putting a boundary around our past history, if I want it, putting a boundary around the other things that I really want to say to this person so that I can just approach them in the moment or with the one problem, because we can't hear more than one at a time. It's true. Yeah. Again, reality is complicated, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Hey, thanks for beginning this dialogue on how to have better conversations. Yeah, I was glad to do it. That's a great topic, too. I'm glad that you picked it. We need more. Yeah. The world needs more. One last thought about good conversations it happens for me often over coffee or on a walk. Yes. Walks work for me, man. We got to start doing that. Those again. Definitely. It lowers anxiety. And it takes time. It does take time and attention too. And, and, and that spirit of humility where um, you certainly have much to offer me. Right. I'm going to be open to that. And I'm going to really try to understand what you're saying. And I'll be so happy if you change my mind about something. You know what I mean? Because I've been improved in some way. Mm -hmm. That's good. Hey, let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much that you took time. Interesting. God, scripture says you spoke, you said, let there be light. And there was light in the beginning of all. And you were already there. God, you were already in perfect community, um, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The scripture describes Jesus as the word, the logos, the word made flesh. And, and our words are so important. And being able to communicate and being able to help understand the people around me. And God, I just thank you that we are not done yet and that you have not given up on communicating with us. Thank you that we can trust you. And I pray, Lord, that we would open ourselves up to be able to trust one another bit by bit and um, to not judge off the bat, but to be 
quick to listen, slow to speak, and even slower to anger. As you bless us now in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you like what you're hearing, join us at Patreon. You can talk to us personally there, get cool merchandise and exclusive video content and more. Just go to patreon.com and search for the Shepherd and the Shrink podcast. You can get involved for as little as $1 a month. Thanks for listening to the Shepherd and the Shrink podcast. You can check out the show notes from this episode, get free resources, discover more about our work, and all the ways to subscribe so you never miss an episode of the show. Head over to drmartinfletcher.com.